President Trump vows to demolish the deep state globalist in his New Hampshire primary speech. Well, on today's edition of the End Time Show, we are going to analyze his comments from a prophetic perspective, so don't touch that dial. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries, and I do thank you for joining me on this edition of The End Time Show. I want to let you know that this coming Saturday and Sunday, my wife and I will be in Gun Barrel City, Texas, at Life Sanctuary, 1623 West Main Street, down there in Gun Barrel City, Saturday, January 27th, 5 p.m. I'll be teaching the new uh, The Green Horseman and World War III. Uh, giving you updates on uh, what's going on over in the Middle East. Sunday morning at 11 a.m., I'll be doing Breaking Prophecy News and we'll have an evangelistic service. So, man, looking forward to being with everybody down there in Gun Barrel City. And uh, if you want to make the trip down there, certainly appreciate that. And um, so what happened was Donald Trump just recently gave a speech. And... I was just talking to some of our, my, our uh, tech guys here just before we went on the air, and globalism, the, the number one issue by far in America's presidential campaign this year is globalism. Now, there's many issues, and I understand that, and I'm going to talk about this over and over and over this year, because I want to make sure you understand, most people, they don't have a clue. It's just, uh, you know, and the economy's important, important. There's many things. But I'm telling you, if they sell, yield up our sovereignty to a world governing body, which in many ways they're already doing that, if they if sell America down the river, it's not going to look too pretty in the near future. So, globalism. This one issue could determine, for me, it would determine the future course of the United States of America, and it will determine um, how, you know, who we should vote for. So, globalism is simply the belief that the nation state is now obsolete, and that we must move into a system of global governments. Uh, just to kind of state it and put it in simple terms, globalist believe national borders should be dissolved and a one world government should be instituted. A do away with borders, a global state that answers to a world governing body. Okay, these are somebody who's pro that and somebody who is anti that is what we will vote for in this upcoming election. Or at least we should. And I was just telling the guys that uh, work with me here in the studio that this is going to be one of the craziest elections we've ever seen. You thought 2020 was crazy. Get ready for this one. Because if Donald Trump gets back in office, I, I'll just be honest with everybody. I, I, don't, I think they're going to do everything they can to keep Donald Trump from getting anywhere near being in a presidential uh, 
office in 2024. I think they'll do everything they can because of the speech that I'm getting ready to go through with you. Now, we're going to deep dive into the speech. Before we do, let me first mention um, First Cup Coffee. You know, you can imagine everything going on around the world. We're working around the clock to keep up with it. We're energized by our, and motivated by our God-given purpose, but man, sure is nice to have a good cup of First Cup Coffee in the morning. First Cup Coffee, they're not a woke um, company. They're not trying to rewrite our history or lobby to defund our military or any other woke uh, belief system. They are a Christian-owned Patriot Coffee Company right here in the great state of Texas. They've got 11 different roasts to choose from. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they'll give you an additional 10% off. First Cup Coffee, it's very good coffee. I'm a coffee drinker. Me and Doug and Vince are all coffee drinkers. We're all drinking it, and, we, and it's very good coffee. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off today. Now, let's talk about this speech. So LifeSite News. I read this article and I thought, man, the title of the article is that Trump vows to demolish the deep state globalists in the New Hampshire primary speech. Okay. Back in 2015, before he got elected the first time, me and my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, we were following the, the, um, all the debates and we were following all the issues and everything leading up to a presidential campaign. And it was kind of going along like most of them have ever in my entire life. But when, and I knew about Bible prophecy that the United States would not be fully engaged in a world governing body in the end time and we would stand with Israel and protect her against the world government. I know about all those prophecies. And me, we had, me and my father-in-law and some of the others here at End Time, we had so many conversations about um, how would this happen? How are we going to, you know, not be fully engaged in the End Time, kind of pull out of that, stand with Israel against the dragon and the, you know, the world governing body, the Antichrist in the End Time, Revelation 12, 14. How was that going to happen? Well, when this is in 2015 now, when Donald Trump was in, giving some of his speeches, me and my father-in-law were listening to some of them, and Donald Trump started talking against the establishment, the deep state, um, globalism, socialism. He's talking against that. Now, when I heard that, I know what the deep state is. I know what the establishment is and that how important socialism is to the world government and the United Nations. And I mean, Donald Trump was talking against all that. I'd never heard a politician do that. So I thought, now hold on a second. Could this be the guy that pulls the United States out of all this mess and we stand with Israel all the way to the end? Well, when, of course, he got elected in 20, um, and put in office in 2016, and immediately he starts, you know, his first speech at the United Nations, he talks against socialism. And... He goes to NATO, and there's a rebuke of NATO. And I mean, just he starts pulling us out of world government through his four years in office. And he, in a lot of ways, he came through on a lot of things he promised on the campaign trail. And pulled us out of the World Health Organization right there at the end. I mean, it was just one thing after another. And he went against the establishment and the deep state. 
started calling out lobbyists, and I mean, he was just, he was, uh, it was chaos, but it was kind of good chaos. Well, of course, then 2020 happened, and Joe Biden gets in the office. Okay, pretty much a lot, the big, vast majority of everything Donald Trump did, Joe Biden, that he pulled us out of world government-wise, Joe Biden turned around and pushed us right back into it. And so you understand what has happened over the last three plus years now. Uh, now we're going back. I mean, nah, it's just been a mess, let's just say. Open borders and, I mean, pushing us back into the Paris Climate Agreement. All of the money flowing into the coffers of Iran because they pulled the sanctions off. I mean, it has been uh, the pullout of Afghanistan. I mean, you, I could just go down through a giant list of things that have just been horrific for America and the American people because of a, we have a globalist in the White House, a guy who believes in a world governing body and has advocated for it for many, 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 many years. Well, now here we are, 2024. It's the year people have been waiting for. <clears throat> We're going back into a presidential election. Does anybody think, all of you that are on social networking, Give me a, a, a yes or no. Do you think that we will have a normal presidential election this year? <laughs> the answer should be no. There's no way this year is going to be the craziest one we've ever experienced. And I've voted for, I don't know when, I don't remember when I started voting, honestly. And this, this one here, get ready. You're going to see some things you, I promise you, that you've never seen before. And I, I highly doubt that they will allow Donald Trump and, and um, Joe Biden on a, in, on a debate stage together. If that happens, I'll be shocked. And I, believe me, very little shocks me anymore. But I'll be shocked if they allow that to happen. Um, but we'll, the, the election's coming up. So I wanted to talk about this speech of Donald Trump from a prophetic perspective, and I want to fill you in on it because you're going to hear, you're going to hear him talk about more of this stuff as we go along. And at the end of the day, I want everybody to know, I know we talk about Trump a lot because he did a lot of things that were pulling us out of world government was very prophetic. So me and my father-in-law, man, I mean, we just talked about him all the time. The thing is, I want what, number one, is what, um, leans us towards the Bible. Now, I'm not looking for the president to be my pastor, okay? He's the president of the United States. So if I've got a choice between one or two guys, one guy's for abortion and the other guy's not, that's an easy decision for me. But when we get into some of these things where I know what's coming prophetically, as far as the United States standing against the world government, standing with Israel, protecting Israel through the end time, man, I really watch what's going on now because what Joe Biden's doing with taking the sanctions off of Iran and allowing billions of dollars to flow into their coffers, which is being used to support Hamas and Hezbollah and the Houthis and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad and all the rest of it. And yet we say we're Israel's friend on one hand, but we're doing that on the other hand. And you talk about mixed signals. I mean, our enemies and our allies are going, what in the world is the United States doing? And so... We've, I wanted to look at this speech today from a prophetic perspective. So uh, let's go down through here uh, really quick, and I'll give you some excerpts from the speech, and then we'll talk about it. Because 
this is what we're going to deal with all the way to the presidential election. And then, you know, their people are going to have eyes on that. I hope they do on the voting systems and everything going on and how everything's done because of the utter chaos that happened back in 2020. Everybody's going to be watching this one like a hawk, right? In the 2020 election. Everybody should be watching this one like a hawk. It should have been for decades because it's very, very, very important. But we'll see how this one goes, right? I mean, it's just like perilous times. So in, the, in this article here by LifeSite, it says that the day before the first presidential primary vote in New Hampshire, Donald Trump gave a speech in um, Laconia on, this would have been Monday, and he said this. He said, folks, 2024 is our final battle. With you at my side, this is right at the very beginning, we will demolish the deep state. <laughs> so, he says, we will expel the warmongers. We will get rid of the globalists. Now, a globalist, again, is somebody who believes in a world governing body, i.e. a Joe Biden and his administration. And, of course, that's why he's not protecting our borders down here, but we'll get to that. And Donald Trump says, we're going to get rid of the globalist. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. We will rout the fake news media. We're going to liberate our country from these tyrants once and for all, and we will take back our country on Election Day 2024. Now, this is what has the deep state, the establishment, the international community shaking in their boots because they're afraid of exactly what Donald Trump's going to do. I've read articles recently about people in the international community saying Donald Trump is, a, is going to be a, a danger to our system of world order and things like that. And so my first question concerning this speech is, and I want you to ask yourself this, when Donald Trump talks about the deep state or the establishment, who is he referring to? You heard about the deep state, the establishment, the swamp. You heard about all this mess that's going on in Washington and in America. And there's also an international deep state and establishment. And Donald Trump fought all of them while he was in office. And they cannot stand him. So, when we get to this election this year, and they know there's a chance of him coming in for a second term, what do you think they're going to do? At what length will they go to to keep him from getting into office? Ask yourself that. But first, when Donald Trump talks about the deep state of the establishment, who or what is he referring to? Well, I know that there are many organizations that make up the establishment, the deep state, the swamp. There are many different individuals, and they're all working together, by the way. When you get so many rhinos that are in uh, the Senate and the House of Representatives, you get so many rhinos in that, that that's not by accident, okay? The people that say, well, I'm running on a Republican ticket, but I'm actually for what the Democrats believe, but I want everybody, because we got to plant so many people in our government. And that's how you keep the ball rolling, uh, is to have your people on both sides of the aisle, right? A rhino, Republican in name only. They're actually for the other side. Well, that doesn't happen by accident. That's all by grand design. 
And these are the people that are part of the establishment in the deep state. These are the people that Trump fought when he was in office. And if he gets back into office by a miracle, they will be after him again. So there are many organizations that make up the establishment, but the main three probably uh, would be the Federal Reserve. That's designed for the economy. The Brookings Institute is designed for the the ideology, the belief system of America. They're trying to steer you in a certain way, indoctrinate you to believe a certain thing. And then there is the, the Council on Foreign Relations, which is designed to, um, to control the government and to put to groom politicians to get them in certain spots to make sure that their agendas are pushed. And they're designed for the, the push for a world government. And so, at, there was a, um, you say, okay, let me, so let me define those, because I want you to understand, most people don't even have a clue about this stuff, but I want you to understand who Donald Trump is really having to push against and to war, fight against, really, when he's in office, when he's talking about the deep state and the establishment. So there was a secret meeting on Jekyll Isle in November of 1910, and there were powerful, very powerful bankers, and a powerful senator, senator, the guy's name was uh, Senator Nelson Aldrich. They went out on Jekyll Isle, which is just on, on, off the coast of Georgia here in the United States, and they created a, an, a, a general outline for the Federal Reserve Act. Uh, a guy named Paul Warburg was the principal architect of that. So the, the purpose of the Federal Reserve Act was to place control of America's money and America's economy. Now, again, what are we doing? I'm defining to you the deep state and the establishment. The Federal Reserve Act was to place the control of America's money in the hands of a cabal of private bankers. That was the plan they come up with out on Jekyll Isle back in 1910. What was the outcome of that? Well, of course, they had the, some senators and different things in their pocket. They got it passed. December 23rd, 1913, the Federal Reserve Act was enacted. The Federal Reserve Act became law, and the, um, the stock was owned by private stockholders. They gave private banking interest control of the U.S. economy. So for decades and decades and decades, the Federal Reserve has been in control of the economy of the United States. Regardless of who the president is, they have nothing to do that now. They, yeah, they let the, the president um, say who's over the, who, the guy who's over the, the, the Federal Reserve chairman, but come on, when, when the presidents have been all in the back pocket of these guys, then it, they're all run, they're all headed in the same direction, right? So the Federal Reserve Board would set the interest rates. They determine the amount of money in circulation. Uh, they control how much money's worth. They, the Federal Reserve has control of the economy of the United States as I sit here talking to you today. So the, up until this point, this job of, the, of, of Congress, uh, it had been the, the um, job of the Congress to do all this. It's in our Constitution that Congress is to set the interest rates. 
Congress is to determine the amount of money in circulation. And that way you, you, that's how you regulate the economy. The problem is the Federal Reserve Act um, gave that power, that constitutional power, it took that from Congress and gave it to private bankers. The Federal Reserve Bank is a banking cartel and they control the economy of America. So that's part of the deep state, that's part of the establishment that Donald Trump is talking about. I promise you, unless he's just been blind to part of it, he's got to know that these guys are all in cahoots with each other. And these are the people that are working behind the scenes to try to keep him from never setting a foot in the White House again because he's trying to upset their apple cart, you understand? He's just made this speech I talked to you about. And it's very prophetic. So we're going to go on down through here. Let me first mention Birch Gold. You know, these world government enthusiasts, they want to impose these digital currencies and um, central bank, the Federal Reserve is central bank digital currencies, digital IDs on their respective populations. And they can even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products, freeze or seize your bank accounts. It just gives the, the governments and the central banks, it's, it gives them more control over your finances. Remember, the Fed's been controlling the economy for decades now. So there are some concerned Americans that are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, go to birchgold.com slash endtime to get your free info kit on gold. Maybe you've got an IRA or a 401k that's been sitting around for years. Birch Gold can help you convert that into an IRA in gold without any money out of pocket. So go to birchgold.com slash endtime, claim your free info kit on gold because if these, if we go digital and all these currencies, currencies go digital and you may want to have some gold to fall back on, right? Now, in, so that's the Federal Reserve, okay? It's the part of the establishment in deep state today. In 1916, the Brookings Institute was born and it's a think tank that produces the policies for the government plus the talking points for all the major media in order to tell us what we, should, we all should be worried about or thinking about or mad about or happy about. It's to control the ideologies, the thinking of the American people. It's a, it's a think tank and it has now become the number one liberal think tank in America, even providing papers for the government writing many of the president's speeches, or at least they have over time. So it's a liberal think tank called the Brookings Institute. The Federal Reserve controls the economy. The Brookings Institute and others like that control the ideology. What's, what's everybody thinking? Should America be happy? Should America be mad? Should Amer how, how can we divide America? What's the ideology of America? So you control the economy, you control the belief system, but then how do you control the government? Well, in 1921, and you realize this is, all this stuff's 100 years ago or more. In 1921, the Council on Foreign Relations was born. The Council on Foreign Relations is designed to, really just to crank out the people that will actually be the politicians that rule government and to establish policies to move us into a world government system. So. 
you, and the best way to do that is you have your, your people on one side and your people on the other side of the voting system, and that way you get whoever you want in there. That's why Donald Trump is such an anomaly. So, because they haven't been able to control him, and it's driving them insane. But, think about the deep state and the establishment. Donald Trump is saying, we're going to eliminate that. that. That's a big project. And that's why I believe that the, I would be shocked if, we'll just have to see how this year goes, but man, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to pull out all the stops. I don't know if they pulled out all the stops yet. But you, you, you guys, everybody that follows these presidential elections real close, they haven't pulled out all the stops yet, okay? And we'll see what happens uh, before November. Should be very, very interesting. There's going to be millions of news stories and headlines, and you're going to have to dig deep to figure out what really is going on. But most Americans have no clue what these organizations are or who runs them. So remember this. Federal Reserve, Council on Foreign Relations, the Brookings Institute. Those are the big three. There was a, a former congressman. His name was um, John Rurick. And it, back in 1971, he said this. He said, the Council on Foreign Relations is the, is the establishment. Not only does it have influence and power in key decision-making positions at the highest levels of government to apply pressure from above, but it, it also announces and uses individuals and groups to bring pressure from below to justify the high-level decisions for converting the U.S. from a sovereign constitutional republic into a servile member of a uh, member state of a one-world dictatorship. Okay? That's an actual quote. The Council on Foreign Relations is the establishment. Now, in, so I wanted you to know who that is before we go through the rest of this speech, okay? Donald Trump vowed in his speech the other night to end every single globalist policy in America. So now you can imagine this, the, the dynamics of the speech here and the gravity. And he told the audience, we are going to take America back from this, these godless policies of national suicide. National suicide, in other words, yielding up of the sovereignty of, a, of, the, of an independent United States of America to this world governing body. There are many people, our president, is, would love to do that. He's a globalist. Why in the world would the President of the United States, the most powerful military on the planet, why would we not protect our border? They're actually fighting against uh, Governor Abbott here in Texas and others that are trying to protect our border. They're fighting against them doing that because they absolutely do not want to protect the border. Why are they doing that? They're part of the deep state. They're part of the establishment. They're part of those that believe in a world governing body and they need to have open borders for that to happen. And so, plus they're increasing their uh, voting base and a lot of different things, but that's a conversation for another time, right? We'll get back into it when we get back. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me, and I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment 
of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 end time. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Now, in this speech the other night, President Trump, he, he goes down and he lists almost every aspect of the globalist agenda and he promises to reverse it all. I mean, he told the crowd that he would restore America's energy independence, halting the so-called carbon net zero measures immediately. So now he's going against the sustainable development goals of the United Nations. Boom, right in the face of it. And he said, they call it the Green New Deal. He said, we call it the Green New Scam, which is what it is. He said, everyone knows the Green New Deal is, uh, the Green New Scam is fake, and it will lead to our destruction. They're trying to tear America apart over it. That's absolutely true. They're trying to do, with, do away with um, cheap energy, coal-fired power plants and, and natural gas and things like that, and move us on to wind and solar power and all this renewable stuff. And it, it isn't working right. It doesn't, I mean, and Trump knows all this. It's going to bankrupt us, you guys. Well, we're so far in debt right now, we can't see the top of it. But he also, and, and so imagine being the globalists that are pushing all these things and Donald Trump's coming along and saying, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to turn it all around. And they believe him because of what he did the first four years he was in. He upset their apple cart then. They are, they're just, they can only imagine what they're going to do a second four years. Now that he's got his feet wet and he knows what buttons to push. So... Trump also swore that he would never introduce a central bank digital currency. This is huge because now you know what the central bank is. It's a cartel of private bankers, a cabal of private bankers. It's a banking cartel that controls the economy of America. They want to implement a central bank digital currency. And Donald Trump said, no, nah, never going to happen. So he knows, he knows the buttons to push here. And he said it would, um, it would immediately seek to reverse the ideological capture of American state and its legal and educational systems. So he's walking right down all of the globalist ideologies and the deep state and the establishment, everything they're trying to do to America to destroy, basically destroy it. Donald Trump is saying, no, not going to do that. Now, again, 
I know that everybody is saying, ah, Dave's the big Trump guy. I'm an, I am a Christian minister and I'm an American. I'm looking at this thing from both sides. I'm looking at Joe Biden and the Biden administration and I'm looking at any alternative than that. And you, it, here's the way it's going to work. We're going to have one of two people. Somebody independent may come along. But as a rule, you're going to have two people to vote for. And what are you going to do? I mean, what kind of country do you want to live in? The, the future for your kids and your grandkids? I mean, there's a lot to weigh on when you cast a vote, right? So I'm looking at this thing from the big picture. I don't know Donald Trump. He don't know me. And, you know, I, I, I'm not necessarily pro-Donald Trump. I'm pro who, who is ever going to be pro-America and pro-Israel and lean toward and is anti-abortion and things like that and anti-all this woke agenda and pushing LGBTQ stuff and, you know, who is anti putting transgender men into a, or a, a, a male who thinks he's a female into a woman's prison. I mean, this is where we're at in 2024, you guys. So I'm anti all that. And so it really becomes pretty easy at that point, right? For me, regardless of if it's Trump or whoever else, if somebody will lean us in that direction, again, I'm not voting on the person to be my pastor. That's not what we're voting on here. We're voting on somebody to be president of the United States, make hard decisions, and do some things. And I, I trust God at the end of the day, but I trust God, but I still wear a seatbelt, right? So you got to kind of prepare for some things and do the best you can to make right decisions. So Donald Trump in this speech, he goes along and he says, we will release American energy, uh, and which is huge because there are people that are trying to stop that. Remember when Joe Biden come into office, he immediately starts cutting off uh, oil pipelines and all these big things. I mean, it's like, what are you doing? And he starts using up our energy reserves, our oil reserves that are used when we go to war and different things like that. He starts using those things up because he wouldn't drill. And it's like, what in the world are you doing? And Donald Trump says we're going to terminate every equity, diversity, and inclusion program like ESG and all that stuff across the federal government. We're going to seal the borders, which goes uh, totally against the world governing agendas of these globalists. They want open borders. Look at Europe. They've done away with their borders. All the European Union, all the members, they've done away with their borders, and they can uh, raise a field of wheat in uh, Germany and drive and sell it in France if they want to. No tariffs no passports, no borders. That's what they want here in America. Because they realize America is going to be one of the big holdouts. And if we can get that stuff pushed through in America, then hey, it's all going to be all right. The problem is we got people coming across our border that are not getting vetted. They're busting day and night, day and night. I saw the buses when I was in Westlaco about three weeks ago, or two or three weeks ago. The pastor took me down there and he said, there's the buses. And I mean, they were going, he said they go day and night. They're just busing. People come across there, they put them on buses, and they're shipping them all out into America. 
If you haven't been down there, I don't think you can really grasp the situation. I just read where there's like 10,000 people coming across a day. It may be more than that. 10,000, everybody, a day. I mean, they're just, it, they're just people from all over the world. It's not just Mexico. All over the world. So we've got, Donald Trump is saying we're going to seal the borders. Anybody who's a globalist will hate that statement. Okay? And you say, man, why are we talking about this today? Bible prophecy. We, the, the, the Antichrist will usurp authority over a fully functioning world governing body in the future. We don't want to be any part of that. The Bible says that we're not going to be, that we will stand with Israel, Revelation 12, 14, and we will fight against the dragon, the Antichrist, and his world governing body in the end time. And so I'm looking at this thing and thinking, man, how, I know how it's all going to end up, but I'm wondering how we get from here to there and how this election process is going to go and all this stuff because it's all very prophetic. Leaving our borders wide open, pushing all these world governing agendas. It's very prophetic because our Bible talks about a world government in the end time. Okay, uh, really quick, let me mention um, Ready Pantry uh, because I'm getting deep off into this. You know, these Americans, they want to, they, they, uh, as Americans, we really want to believe our grocery stores and things will always be here. But we saw a few years ago that the supply chains could, they could quickly collapse, food supplies could diminish. So like I said before, I trust God and I pray, but I also prepare some. I'm not going to go to be a full-on prepper, but I, I got some of these buckets of food just in case anything happens. So what if there was a way you could have an affordable, you know, three, nine, 12 month supply of food? Well, there is. Readypantry.com slash end time. They offer these shelf stable foods, 25 year shelf stable foods. And they got all kinds of selections, not to mention the peace of mind you get knowing that you have an emergency supply of food for anything. Again, power outage, a, a, a hurricane, grid collapse, anything. The list goes on and on. Ready Pantry is an American based company uh, with all the products sourced here in America. You're not going to be so disappointed. And there are many long-term food storage companies that are giving you st stuff uh, that have been on their shelves for years. That's not what you want. Ready Pantries is going to deliver the freshest products that were packaged within the last couple months. That's what's going to be delivered to your house. So they offer, uh, Ready Pantry offers discounts up to 20% off for three to 12 month supplies. Go to readypantry.com slash endtime and use code endtime and save an additional 10% off your order and you never pay for any shipping prices. So that's good. And you can also stock up your pantry with these buy now, pay later options that are available at checkout. So go to readypantry.com slash endtime and pick you up some of that um, just to prepare for anything that might come along. So, okay. So Donald Trump going to seal the borders in this speech. Uh, they're going to uh, instruct ICE and the Border Patrol to commence the largest deportation program in American history. He also stated that action against radical left-wing ideologies would commence on day one of his next term as president, and that he would immediately start by signing an executive order to cut federal funding, listen at this, for any school pushing critical race theory, transgender insanity, and other inappropriate racial, sexual, or political content. Is the other side saying that? I mean, I'm sitting it right. I'm sitting here as a voter. 
What do I do here in the, in the upcoming election? What kind of America do I want? Do I want the economy to start screaming or do I want the economy to be in the tank? I'm seriously, you got to ask yourself these questions when you're looking at voting for somebody. Then he talked about the, uh, a pledge on COVID era mandates. Listen at this one. He said in his speech the other night, he said, I will not give a penny to any school that has a vaccine mandate or a mask mandate. Wow. Again, there are all these people are talking about these new vaccine or these new um, pandemics and things that are coming. What if you had a president in there that said, no, not going to go along with that? Be unique, wouldn't it? Trump also uh, showed he was unafraid to confront the transgender industry as well as the industry of death that is abortion. He said this, he said, we will keep men out of women's sports. And he, by in doing that, hopefully he would keep men out of women's prisons. Folks, th we've got people that are putting these men in a, in a men prison that says, well, I'm a, I think I'm a woman. They're putting him in women's prisons, and then they're getting upset when women start coming up pregnant. Now, come on. The, you... What are these people thinking? They're not thinking. That's the whole point. The guy is a man. And you're going to put him in with a thousand women? He's a prisoner. He's going to be in there for 25 years. And you, oh man, I, some, you know, again, just when I think I can't get shocked again, here it comes. So, he said, we're going to keep men out of women's sports, hopefully men out of women's prisons. I threw that in there. And we will protect innocent life. He's talking about the abortion industry. And he, in his remarks, he made reference to a pro-life position, to his pro-life position, after recent reports from the Democrat activists who fear an incoming Trump administration will use the Comstock Act to effectively ban abortions throughout the United States without Congress. You say, what in the world is the Comstock Act? Have you heard of it? The Comstock Act was unenforceable under Roe v. Wade. And uh, one report said that um, explaining the act was a series of laws enacted in 1873 that prohibit the shipment of every article or thing designed, adapted, or intended for producing abortion. And so there are people that are afraid Donald Trump is going to do that and try to stop the abortion industry. And you know, realizing that we have killed tens and tens and tens of millions of babies since Roe v. Wade. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is.
time is not going anywhere. You know, everybody, the, um, in talking about abortion here, the, in, in, in this, um, during his speech and different people writing on stuff, the Deep State Journal of Record, the Washington Post, reported that the former president was interested in Washington's role in limiting abortion and quoted pro-life activist Mark Lee Dixon uh, in a May 2023 article and said this, if a future president were to enforce these federal statutes, then they could shut down every abortion facility in America. So people are asking Donald Trump uh, whether he's going to support a federal ban on abortion. And the Washington Post lamented and said, the way, the, the way I see it, we already have a de facto federal ban on abortion. Uh, we've just got to enforce it. Enforce it. So it's something that is being heavily looked at right now these everybody who's pro-abortion they're super concerned about it and I, you know I, I never have I got to be honest with you and I don't want to be able to do this I never have understood somebody's mind wrapped around I want to abort a baby I mean I'm pro-life I'm as pro-life as you're going to get and the Bible's pro-life. God is pro-life. And so, you know, the Bible says the shedding of innocent blood. God, uh, the things that God hates, the shedding of innocent blood. And, and you know, I, I've heard that there are people that believe in abortions up to birth and even partial birth abortions. Many of you maybe have heard of that. Folks, that, that right there, you, I, I don't think, I mean, that's, that's, you know, there are people that are, that will climb up on Hamas for what they did on October 7th, invading Israel and killing people, but yet they are pro-abortion. Now, I, I don't understand that. You're still killing a human being. And, you know, if the Bible's diametrically opposed to it, I'm diametrically opposed to it. And somebody's got to say this. Somebody's got to say something. Because God's watching all these tens and tens of millions of babies that have been killed since Roe v. Wade. And, you know, I, for somebody to want to continue on doing that, I, I just don't understand that. And so, um, anyway, moving on. The abortion issue. That's another issue coming up in the presidency. But also Donald Trump said, hey, I'm going to stop World War III. Well... Donald Trump, maybe during four years, I don't know. But World War III is coming. Now, this is one part, you know, I don't know. He can do all he wants to, but if World War III is going to happen, it's going to happen. He can think I can come in there with the power of the United States and, and stop World War III, but World War III is coming. And whether it happens during the next four years, I absolutely do not know that. I believe we're right on, on the knocking on the door if it hasn't already started. But his attention on saving and restoring America and moving its focus from foreign wars to the crisis within 
and adjacent to its borders. He said, I'm going to prevent World War III. And he was assuring the crowd, speaking of this mounting crisis with the war in Israel. And I hope he can uh, with Israel, but I, I don't know if he'll be able to. There, I know World War III is going to happen. That's prophecy in the Bible. That's going to happen. How, when we go fully off into that and different things, I don't know the answer to that. I know it's one of the next, if not the next, prophecy on God's prophetic timeline. But Trump said, the way it's going now, you're going to have World War III. And he said, and we're, he said we will prevent it. And that's a big statement. And that's something, I mean, I think, I hope he tries if he gets in. Um, but, I, you know, World War III is going to happen. I don't know if it will happen in his tenure or not. I don't know. And then he went on to pledge to fight another war, however, to protect Americans from the scourge of dr illegal drugs. He said, to stop the deadly drugs that are poisoning our people, I will instruct the U.S. Navy to impose a fentanyl blockade. And he was referring to the high volume of illegal drugs that cross the U.S. border. And he said that they're 12 times higher than, and, than it was only several years ago. So he said the, the drug cartels are waging war on America. And he said, we're going to destroy them. And so all throughout Donald Trump's speech, he was, my, the main thing is that I wanted to talk to you today was about is the deep state, the establishment. And if he had never been in office, then they, they might say, well, let's buy him off. Let's get him to, you know, maybe we can get him on our side. And if he does get voted in, then, hey, we'll get him to play ball with us. And we'll get the American people to think he's against it while behind the scenes, everything's still rolling along smoothly. The problem is, in this upcoming election, they know that he's going to be either as either like he was during the first four years or he's going to upset their apple, cor apple cart more than he did in the original four years. You understand? So now, Tucker Carlson, I saw an interview with him and Trump the other night, and he said, man, they've tried to impeach you. They've tried litigation. They've tried everything else. You know, and I'm not going to say it, but he was saying, you know, how far are they willing to go to keep you from getting in the White House? And Donald Trump looked at him and he goes, man, I don't know. You know, I mean, because they know that when he gets in the office, he, he, I think he's going to do his best to clean house. So, I mean, we'll have to see what happens because I know there is a deep state and an establishment and a swamp here in the United States, but there's also a global deep state establishment and swamp, a global one, an international one. You've got the government, you've got the United Nations, you've got the World Health Organization, you've also got a court system, the International Court of Justice and the World Court. You've got an international banking system, the Bank for International Settlements and the central banks. So we've got it on a national level, but we've also got it on an international level. And so all of them are anti-Trump because Trump is anti deep state establishment for, on a national level and an international level. And I don't, I would, I would guess, I'm going to speculate here, 
But I'm going to speculate that if he got in for a second term, that he might try to pull us out of the United Nations. Maybe not. I don't know. Again, I'm speculating. But if we were to lop off, so the tentacle, the, the United Nations, that's the big octopus. And if we were to have somebody get in office and start lopping off those tentacles that have surrounded the United States by the, the uh, United Nations, let them go to Europe. Fine. And because everybody, in 1776, we signed a document called the Declaration of Independence. That means we're an independent group of people. We're the United States of America. We don't want to be under a foreign power, i.e., at that time, King George. We didn't want to be under that. We want to be free American citizens. But yet there are people here that want to create a world governing body, so they need to try to enslave all of us, yield up our sovereignty, and go into bondage to this one world governing body. The Bible says that's going to happen by and large in the end time. However, the Bible says that when it gives the beast or the nations that will be involved in the world governing body in the end time, it is the body of the leopard, Germany, the feet of the bear, Russia, the mouth of the lion, Great Britain, the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom, which is the current European Union, the reborn Holy Roman Empire. It's all a European-centered world governing body. The eagle's wings mentioned in Daniel chapter 7, they're not mentioned in the Revelation 13 combo beast. Where's the eagle's wings in Bible prophecy again? Revelation chapter 12 verse 14, Satan is bound to the earth. Rejoice you that are in heaven. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Satan come down to you having great wrath and he persecutes the woman in that chapter which is Israel. But then in Revelation 12 14 it says that the woman with the 12 stars around her head is carried away on the wings of a great eagle where she is nourished in her place for time, times, and half a time. So during the end time, Israel is protected by the United States of America. Now, I know that's where we're headed. How we get from here to there, I don't know the answer to that. I trust the prophecies of the Bible to the nth degree. I know, I, I've seen all of them that have come to pass up to this point. There's only a few left before the second coming of Jesus Christ. So I know they're going to come to pass in intricate detail. How we get from here to where we will be standing with Israel against the world governing body, we, we've actually seen that for many years now with our UN Security Council veto power. However, when the Antichrist, what Revelation 12, 14 is referring to, is, when, is at the time when the Antichrist is in power. During that final three and one half years, the Bible says America will be standing with Israel against that entity. So something has had to happen. I know World War III will have happened. Many things have happened. We're in the final seven years at that point. What has had to happen to the elections here in America? What has had to happen to the deep state and the establishment here in America to the point where they're not running things completely and maybe World War III has just been a complete transition and the, the, the paradigm shift in America, maybe it's taken a World War III for that to happen. So the central bank isn't controlling our economy. Uh, so the, um, the Council on Foreign Relations isn't controlling who's in the White House or who's in all of these 
um, political positions and that the uh, Brookings Institute isn't controlling the ideology of the American people anymore. I mean, I, you tell me what could change that dynamic. And will it be fully changed? I, at this point, I don't know. But I know we're not part of the world governing body in the end time, or at least we're not fully engaged in it, because Israel, I just read an article today about the United Nations and, and setting the stage for another Holocaust, and that's exactly what the Bible says is going to happen. Israel is going to be against the international community and the world governing end. Look what's happening now. The international community is trying to cram a two-state solution down Israel's throat. And by, according to Scripture, they're not supposed to do that, but they're going to. Some politician in Israel is going to come along that will sign an agreement to have a two-state solution. It's only going to last for seven years. But they will sign an agreement to have that, uh, to create that situation, and it won't be very long before this whole thing wraps up after that. So I wanted you to be aware of what's going on in the world. I'm, I'm watching this stuff just like a hawk. I'm following everything I can get my hands on, and I want you to be aware of what's going on in the world because we're all going to live through this. I know where we're headed, but I don't know 100% how we get from here to there. I just know that you say, well, what do we do then? We're going to trust God. We're going to trust God every step of the way because he will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. That's not going to happen. And so that's my number one message today. Man, trust God. Get a relationship with God. Get in Bible studies. Get in a Bible-believing teaching church that can help you in your spiritual uh, progression because you're going to have to learn how to trust God in these end times. And then we need to do the best we can. We need to vote the best we can. We need to be on our knees in prayer. We need to, uh, to prepare as good as we can. And God's going to help us through this. We've still got some unanswered questions, but uh, I'm not worried about it because I've got my hand in God's hand, and so should you. God bless.